0: Jay button popcorn <laughs> Okay let's start the show. Jim Bio Preparati per la stagione
1: Quattro Preparate para la temporada Quattro sit back relax and listen Friday's gonna have you listening. Get ready for a real good vibe. Shea Butter and Popcorn. Now, live. Welcome to Shea Butter and Popcorn. With Taj and Chelsea, Season 4, Episode 22.
0: Shea Butter and Popcorn is the podcast where your neighborly film fanatics review our favorite films and shows. My name is Chelsea, a.k.a. Chelsea, singer, actor, blogger, podcaster, and all around movie lover.
1: And it's Tajiana, also known as Taj, actor, filmmaker, lover of black stories, black narratives, black everything. Welcome back, y'all, or welcome if you're new. Yeah, we're back, y'all. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yes. Oh yeah, for Excited. another round. Another round of decade duty. <laughs> <laughs> Not you saying it like that. Decade <laughs> i love it yes
0: i'm so excited for this because it's double duty you know oh she said duty it's fine um (laughs) i'm not 12 um it's gonna be so great (laughs) we're covering films from the 1990s and 2000s arguably the best era i'm just saying yes yes just that just in that pocket there the 90s and the early it's not even an an argument this is just what it is (laughs) <laughs> like i just i'm so nostalgic for that those eras because
1: it's just that yeah. time it was a time it was a movie was and a, a good one it was a, it was a movie i'm like the one wearing now <laughs> yes. it, it was, was a so good, good movie i'm like the one okay. wearing now i should say please yes
0: you had platform shoes you had chokers jelly sandals grunge wear flannel pertaining to the 90s okay 2000s were filled with puka shell necklaces whale tails low-rise jeans blonde dutch caps okay Zebra highlights, crimped hair, layers, y'all. Layering. Layering. <laughs> it was a time.
1: Please. She's having a manic episode. I remember wearing it was such and the dresses, though. Come on now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yo, not, no. Us with the the Converse and punching out the 3D glasses that we got from the movies.
0: Yes, you wore the 3D glasses because it was like knockoff Ray-Bans. And you It was, out it was yeah. so cringe. Yep. Why Glasses you with this? no no frames, no lenses. It was it was beautiful. Leggings under skirts with arm brands all the way up your arm. You know, it was like I where was I going understand. though? Where was I going? Alaska. It's fine. <laughs> I was Eskimo chic. I really was. It was iconic. So good. Why did we have on those skinny scarves that were so long but didn't keep you warm?
1: We need to stars. Oh my God, or a squirt. <laughs> I was just talking about sports the other day. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love squirts. <sighs> Man, that was gauchos. <laughs> <laughs> I was the gaucho queen, honestly. I had my favorite pair <laughs> and it had little be- beads in the front and it was tied. I'm like, why were we doing three much for these outfits? Like, we could have just dressed so, like, we could have still been cute and just not had had as many, like, uh-huh. things going on. But mm-hmm. we needed the extras. It was yeah. it was fine. Looking back, oh. it was
0: kind of ugly, but we had so much fun doing it, though. Like.
1: <laughs> and that's all that matters at the end of the day. If You're having fun and you're happy. Uh-huh. <laughs> nothing else matters.
0: People would oh, flat iron yeah. their hair to be emo, just, like, all the way. So it's, like, lifeless.
1: Just oh, limp. Disgusting. Just- yeah, be there. No, literally it's everybody on TikTok for me
0: like yes. reminiscing
1: and being like this is this is what we used to do and like posting their old like middle school photos and like why did I want to be emo so bad? Why did i have this phase? I'm like we really thought it was cute. We did.
0: Taking pictures in the bathroom mirror and the mirror's dirty. Mm. <laughs>
1: Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I could roast us literally all day. What the heck? Literally what the heck?
0: I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know why we were like that. <laughs> oh, man. Hilarious. It's classic, though. It's fine. So we're covering the 90s and the 2000s. Now, since I've been covering the 2000s, there's a lot of classic rom-coms. Or drama comedies like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Almost Famous, Made in Manhattan, Wedding Planner, Beauty Shop, etc. But my films will tell the line of light-hearted humor, okay, and some, some drama, some suspense, some sticky situations, okay? Um, let's get into it. First up, Castaway 2000, directed by Robert Zemeckis and written by William Broyles Jr., available to stream on HBO Max. So this film got 89% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Google users gave it a 92%, so fairly good. With a budget of $90 million, it made $429.6 million at the box office. Wow. Okay. Dang, y'all really came out and saw this movie. There's so many memes and just funny parallels with 2020 quarantine and Castaway. And <laughs> kind of that movie just got, like, more popular, I remember, in, like, March of 2020 because of that so the synopsis is obsessively punctual fedex executive chuck nolan played by tom hanks is en route to an assignment in malaysia when his plane crashes over the pacific ocean during a storm the sole survivor of the flight chuck washes ashore on a deserted island when his efforts to sail away and contact help fails Chuck learns how to survive on the island where he remains for years, accompanied by only his handmade volleyball friend Wilson. <laughs> Will Chuck ever return to civilization and reunite with his loved ones? I don't know. You have to watch and see. Such a great film though. Um, I feel like he gets so emotionally invested that I just love Wilson and he feels like he's a real character. He really is. I mean, no lines. No body doubles. It's just a volleyball with blood on it, but it's okay. You know, I I, I cry. I get emotionally invested. It's so good. Tom Hanks won a Golden Globe in 2001 for his portrayal of Chuck Nolan. And this film, he also produced this film, was one of the producers. It's just so good. It's an emotional journey of just like, I feel like why it resonates with so many people today. And it's timeless. Movies can do that um, because there's so many moments in life where you feel marooned on an island or you feel like lost and you're just like, okay, now what? And it's like, I got to save myself in a sense. Of course you have your faith, you know, and stuff, but like, you feel that when you're marooned and you're just like, okay, I feel like alone. At the same time, like no one is ever really alone. You just got to expand your horizons because there's always someone that's going through something worse than you or going through something just like you are similar to your struggle. So there's that too. And I think because of that message in the movie and that theme that um, you are on his side, you know, and you want him to get saved and get back to Kelly, you know, and, you know, he is definitely cast away on this island, but he's cast away in other ways too, which you will see once you watch this movie, not going to ruin it, but you'll see too how he is cast away more than once and in different realms different layers so it's a really great film next up a little bit lighter talking about Hitch 2005 directed by Andy Tennant and written by Kevin Bish. available to rent on Amazon Prime so this film got a 69% rating of Rotten Tomatoes but 90% of Google users enjoyed it with a budget of 70 million Whew, really big budget and made 371.6 million at the box office so it did incredibly well also the Fresh Prince y'all Will Smith stars as dating coach Alex Hitchens, a.k.a. Hitch, that's his nickname. He mentors a bumbling client, Albert, played by Kevin James, who hopes to win the heart of the glamorous Allegra Cole, played by Amber Valletta. Yes, Allegra, like the um, antihistamine. (laughs) You know, you get Claritin, Zyrtec, Allegra. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so... (laughs) <laughs> while albert makes progress hitchens faces his own romantic setbacks when proven techniques fail to work on sarah mulas playwright ava mendez a tabloid reporter digging for dirt on allegra cole's love life when sarah discovers hitch's connection to albert now Allegra's boyfriend it threatens to destroy both relationships so you know you can kind of see where it goes but this film is so funny Ah, uh, the lines the one-liners you don't need no pizza they got food there. <laughs> when Hitch is teaching Albert how to dance, I love it. And like how to kiss, and how to be a man. <laughs> be the man he <laughs> needs to be for Leica Cole's comedic gold. You come. <laughs> I said, you go 90 and I come 10. You don't go 100. My mouth was open. It's hilarious. I, oh my God. And the death on a leaf segment gets me every time. Just, oh my God. When oh, he's eating Cuckoo St. Jacques. Y'all have to watch this movie, it's a classic. Please stream that if you haven't already. Last up for me this week is Juno 2007, directed by Jason Reitman and written by Diablo Cody, available to rent on Amazon Prime. So this film holds a 94% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, 84% rating by Google users, with a budget of $7.5 million. So pretty small budget, you know, indie film. It made $231.4 million at the box office. It was just like, oh, that am I. So good. When precocious teen Juno McGuff becomes pregnant, She chooses a failed rock star and his wife to adopt her unborn child. Complications occur when Mark, the prospective father, begins viewing Juno as more than just the mother of his future child, putting both his marriage and the adoption in jeopardy. (laughs) So, yeah, very heavy stuff here. So it's funny that this is such like a comedy drama because, you know, the synopsis just tells you there. It's not very funny matter, but it's a great film. The film stars Elliot Page as Juno McGuff. Michael Sarah as Polly Bleeker, Jennifer Gardner as Vanessa Loring, the long suffering wife of Jason Bateman's character, Mark Loring, the problematic philanderer with rock star dreams. And then you have Olivia Thoroughby, J.K. Simmons, and Allison Janey round out the cast as Juno's best friend, Leah, Juno's father, and stepmother, Juno's stepmother, respectively. So the kicker for me <laughs> and is when skeezy Mark asks Juno, he's like, How do you think of me? Ew disgusting but well,
1: honestly oh, he's so gross he's so skeezy <laughs> the best we part to do this scene in in school mm-hmm. me and amanda <laughs> and or not this scene this we did a scene yeah you know and you know just yeah like you said taking comedy and infusing it in a very like high stakes mm-hmm. <laughs> like dramatic uh plot very very interesting and yeah. it just makes you feel low-key disoriented like oh my gosh what's going it on it's like and oh then let's be. laugh it off <laughs> 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 this is terrible i'm uncomfortable
0: yeah. exactly mm-hmm. that this movie does that so well and the best part is definitely the one-liners just phuket thailand you know that ain't no that's a sketch That's one little bit that the camp Band-Aid, home skillet so many things juno's like i have a maker's mark up and she's telling her friend <laughs> she's telling her friend that she's pregnant and her friend's like of course phuket thailand and but first she's like do you have any bones that need collecting And her friends all like only the one in my pants they're a mess they're so nutty it just encapsulates young and freshable teens who think they know everything who end up in big girl situations it's like whoa what the heck you know and you know she thinks initially of uh she thinks initially to have an abortion You know, she's like, I was thinking of going to women now because they help women now. Um, (laughs) And Su Jin is out there like, oh, babies want to get born. Babies have fingernails. All the stuff she learns along the way. You definitely side with Juno. You root for Juno. You want Juno to have a happy ending in a very crappy situation. But it's a great, great, great. And it's also hilarious. So check that out if you haven't. Those are my films for this week. Taji, let me know
1: what yours are. Oh, yeah. We love, oh, my gosh, 2000s. Oh, so nostalgic. Taking it a little bit back um, to the 90s era. There are so many films that we have touched on um, over th- this season and also past. But in regards to this season, we've touched on multiple, even just, you know, talking mm-hmm. about, um, you know, 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah. Um, and talking about how, you know, impactful that was and how revolutionary that was. Um, I think we've even touched on briefly Sandlot, um, all of the, you know, classics, pulp fiction, mm-hmm. everything, um, in going into our childhood favorites, Matilda. Uh, I love the, the slate of 90s films that have come to fruition. And a lot of those yeah. films that we have, Talked about, um, we're just in that beginning stage of the decade of the nineties and going a little bit deeper into the nineties. Uh, some really good ones, some, some favorites here. Um, going to go in chronological order. Um, starting off with the year I was born, 97, <laughs> mm-hmm. highlighting Cinderella, which we have briefly touched on. Of course, uh, we, we stand brandy as Cinderella. Um, we are so excited that it is on Disney+. Plus. And, yes, it is. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> please watch it. 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, they tripping. 90% of Google users like this movie. If you all are not familiar, um, I actually got the chance. I think I actually Chelsea, uh, was the one, if I didn't say this in the past, um, yeah. who, uh, gave me my first watch of Cinderella because I personally, didn't grow up um, with access to watching this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this was just such a treat. Um, so, essentially, um, Cinderella, um, but make her black. Um, so, <laughs> same storyline. She, you know, um, is at the hand of, you know, the cruelty of her wicked stepmother uh, and her evil stepsisters. Um, but, you know, until her fairy godmother, who is played by um, the lovely. Whitney Houston, rest in peace. Yeah. She steps in to change her life for one unforgettable night at the ball. She falls for her, her handsome prince, uh, Christopher, um, whose, uh, parents are anxious for him to find a suitable paramour. They had a $12 million budget. I <sighs> uh, premiered on ABC. Um, this film was so revolutionary because of I feel like it just pushed the envelope in terms of one just casting alone because the prince, you know, his, his mom, Queen Constantina is Whoopi Goldberg. Um, <laughs> King Maximilian is Victor Garber. So you have this white man as your father, this black woman as your mother, and you are Filipino. <laughs> and I think that it was so, it, it was so revolutionary, not only having Black Cinderella and for little girls during that era to grow up seeing that on screen. But additionally, for, um, in regards to Asian representation, seeing a Filipino, uh, male lead is super, super important for people to see as well. You know, Brandy, um, really, really, really loved Whitney and was such a huge, her biggest inspiration and in being able to work alongside her and yeah. seeing a little bit of those rehearsal clips. Oh, okay, that got like, me. Yes. Why are, you, uh, why are you, why are you down there? Same era as Moesha and mm-hmm. going through all of that and also filming, mm-hmm. um, double platinum with Diana Ross. Um, like, <laughs> it's just such an it girl. Brandy mm-hmm. was in her
0: bag in the nineties, y'all.
1: In her bag. I'm like project after project, series to film to mm-hmm. like, to everything. Um, yeah. and she wasn't just sitting up in her that.
0: room. She wasn't. I mean, I know the song says so she was
1: Please. My favorite song from is. her yeah, back then. Friends. Everybody loves Beautiful. the soundtrack. Um, so love, love Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. Um, please, if you have not, like I said, go watch it. It's on Disney Plus 98. Oh, my favorites. Jim Carrey. Love him. Uh-huh. Um, we are talking about The Truman Show. Um, Jim Carrey, I have a lot to say about him, but, um, and I know things that are said about him. It's like, oh yeah, he's a nut. Like, and I know that the comedy and taking on such, um, just such not even this, I don't know if heavy is the right word, but just characters that are so demanding of your physical energy Mm -hmm. can do a lot to you. Um, because acting is, is a, a lot of it obviously is mental, but also the physical aspect, um, I just appreciate his artistry so much. Um, the Truman Show was definitely a fun one. Um, sci-fi drama uh, that came out. It's on Hulu, 90, 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, 94% of Google users like this film. Finally, y'all are like on the Ooh. same page. He doesn't know it, but everything in Truman Burbank's, played by Jim Carrey, of course, life is part of a massive TV set. Oh no. <laughs> Executive producer Christoph. <laughs> orchestrates the truman show a live broadcast of truman's every move captured by hidden cameras Kristoff tries to control truman's mind even removing his true love sylvia from the show and replacing her with meryl as truman gradually discovers the truth however he must decide whether to act on it Woo! what an experimental film
0: very experimental
1: very gosh Mm -hmm. like just throws you in a loop um this film i think i think jim carrey um i think that just like him and will smith i think they take um they have a a bulk of of projects where um not that they kind of are similar in genre but i think each decade they they like take over (laughs) in a in a specific type of way like you know um jim carrey i think was really i mean i want to say he was really in his bag uh, in the 80s in my personal opinion yeah um and then going into the 90s still being relevant still having a strong comedic presence um Mm -hmm. and being able to get he's given a vast array of characters because like array of storylines it's amazing
0: mm -hmm, mm -hmm, because the grinch ace ventura he started on Living Teller, y'all. So yes, without we Keenan Ivory Wayans, you <laughs> wouldn't have Jim Carrey or not I'm just gonna say that. But yeah, um we would yeah, not. so much stuff. And then
1: obviously Bruce Almighty, Truman Show, just all those movies, just you know, it has been analyzed as a thesis on Christianity, um, metaphilosophy, simulated reality, existentialism, um, just everything. So it has to do with surveillance, you know, privacy, um, and just like you know, um, or surveillance, excuse me. I think that, you know, it really put up a mirror coming Mm -hmm. into this digital age. Like you're, you're not, you know, you're in the middle and towards the end of the nineties and going into the thousands, um, and where technology is booming. I think (laughs) this movie definitely did put you a little bit on edge of having like this reality TV broadcast, um, program, um, that is like around the clock survey, like, having um surveillance on like this man's life <laughs> i think that's just so very a very interesting concept and to see yeah. his character how he reacts to all of these different things um how it's mostly you know um there's not too too many locations it's just so like i don't know it's just really introspective and they um they had a 60 million dollar budget and did 264.1 million at the box office. Lastly. A very, very funny <laughs> staple in the black community. Life ending the nineties, ninety nine. <laughs> this, this is a basically an American buddy comedy film. Um, yeah. or uh, I should say comedy drama. And this, this film, oh my gosh, so hilarious. It only got a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is whatever, but yeah. 92% of Google users like this movie. So there's that um they had around a 75 to 80 million dollar budget which is 73.3 million at the box office don't like uh-huh. that but it's uh-huh. okay um i still like the film um very very strong cast um if you're not familiar it's based during the prohibition era and uh, essentially um loud mouth. Harlem Grifter Ray, (laughs) who's played by Eddie Murphy, and the no-nonsense Claude, played by Martin Lawrence, team up on a bootlegging mission to Mississippi that could bring them the big bucks. But they run into trouble when a crooked lawman hits them with a phony murder charge. Ray and Claude are given life sentences and shipped off to jail, where they must think of a way to prove their innocence and avoid the brutal guards while battling their biggest enemies, their opposing personalities." Oh, this film. Oh my goodness. I loved seeing um Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence opposite each other. Mm. I thought that was very interesting. Um you had just such such a strong cast. Um you got Oba in there, Bo Keem, Bernie Mac, um oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh, Anthony Anderson. <laughs> There's so many that were in here that just oh my gosh. I love them. I love that when you're so close and you're in close proximity to each other, you start to examine each other's differences. The ending is, I'm, I mean, I don't want to give it away, but definitely a lot of, um, sad points of, um, the, the story. Um, and I think that, um, it, it also talks about how, you know, like being in penitentiary can just rob you of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, it, I don't know. It, so many different topics covered in regards to friendships um yeah. you know having differing personalities how does that work having those conversations the prison system mm-hmm. um and all those types of things and like i said it's based during the prohibition era so um it also highlights that aspect of race relations and oh my gosh <laughs> standing in the line whose shot is this holding, <laughs> holding up the baby next to everybody's faces i'm like are you serious but you all definitely have to watch it, um, because it, 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 it hits on many different things. And, yeah. um, yeah, it is available to rent on YouTube. Um, if you want to watch it, if you can't find it anywhere else, um, yeah. I also do believe it is on Amazon Prime, if I'm not mistaken, as well to rent. Um, mm. so yeah, those are my picks. Love the 90s. Um, so many, so many staple films came out of this era. It's
0: beautiful. And the 90s and 2000s is that they both had themes to, to have that staple, and have that energy. So that's mm-hmm. why it resonated so much. Their movies from the 90s and 2000s, those genres to make mm-hmm. you revert back to those classics, you know? And that's why so many people yeah. dress up as clueless and coming to America characters for Halloween. <laughs> you know because of just that the whole era so good thank you all yeah. so much for listening this is so much fun next week
1: we're talking about spy movies oh yeah
0: yes all about the espionage these are the movies that send a chill down your spine with how diabolical things can be in regard to government surrounding
1: <laughs> espionage what?
0: yeah we're gonna go there it's Eat. Follow us on social media. (laughs) Stay updated (laughs) on this podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Shaver to Pop, on Instagram at Shaver to Popcorn, or follow us individually. You can follow me at Chelsea J Music
1: on Twitter or Instagram. You can follow me at Tajana Okechuber on Instagram and at Tajana Tweets on Twitter. Yes. Oh, yeah. What is going on with you? What you wanna see? What you want to watch? What
0: do you want to What's review? your favorite espionage movie? <laughs> What's your favorite nineties movie? Thousands. Yes. Movies? I'm very curious to know what your favorite nineties thousand films are. Let us Please. know. Reach out to us either on the podcast, you know, Twitter or Instagram or individually on our Twitters and Instagram.
1: We're here for you. We're here, boo. We're here for you.
0: Help us to know. help you. <laughs> Come on. Until next time. <laughs> Alrighty. Peace.